Welcome back to another episode of Work, Play, Obsession, Life, and Jiu-Jitsu. Hey, thanks for uh, joining us today. Uh, for those of you guys who have been listening for a while, you probably noticed that there's a change to the intro. So interesting short little story about that. I was talking to a friend of mine about how he thinks I could uh, get more listeners. He said, hey, dude, your intro sucks. He pretty much told me straight up. This is a true story. Um, he's like, your intro sucks. He's like, uh, you sound like really boring. And when people download it and open it, they're like, hey, I'm not going to listen to this shit for 15, 20 minutes. So... He's like, if you, he's like, during the show, you know, when we do the interview, um, he's like, you loosen up. So he's like, why don't you do uh, the intro later on? And, and when you're done doing the podcast, when you're loose. And I was just like, hey, that's a great idea. And then I kind of, I listened to a, a few other podcasts out there. I listened to Joe Rogan for a while and uh, Dirty White Belt and some other ones. I was like, you know what? Those guys don't even do intros. They just play a little bit of music or actually Joe Rogan starts straight with ads, his ads. Um, they play a little bit of music and then I they think just that's jump what right we should do. Episode. We should start straight with ads. So that's an interesting <laughs> point. Hey, if you're, li- uh, you're listening right now, I am looking for uh, some people who want to do advertisements. I'm doing. Uh, if you want 15 second spots, 20 second spots, 30 second spots, I'm all for it. Um, hit me up, workplayobsession.blogspot.com uh, or work, workplayobsession on Instagram or or wherever, and say, hey, I'd love to do a 15 to 20 second spot. Um, we're growing, so we'll get your message out there, and uh, it'll be well worth your uh, investment, uh, whether it's cash, clothing, <laughs> whatever, mat time. I'll, I'll take it all. Shit, I'll take food. <laughs> um, I'm easy. So, hey, some of you guys may be wondering, who is that on the mic, that other person that's not normally here? <laughs> well, I'm fortunate enough today that I have Alex Coleman back on the show. Hello. Uh, I wish I had, like, a little clap thing <laughs> that you can put on there, and it would do, like, the applause, but uh, I'm, I'm low budget, so I don't have that, but... Awesome. Uh, Alex was on episode seven, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, the first time. Um, really awesome. Um, got a lot of good feedback from that episode. Um, she's been doing a lot of cool things, um, jujitsu related and life related, which we'll talk about uh, later on during the show. Um, so I was really excited that she said she would sit down and kind of uh, chat with me today. So um, that's that other voice you hear on there. And um, away we go. Cool. So I had some notes here because sometimes I take notes, and today I want it to be organized. Um, I do want to talk to you about the pants, which just wrapped up last week. One, I want to talk about your performance, which was awesome. Alex took gold uh, in her division. But I also want to talk about um, some of the other interesting <coughs> results from the weekend. Okay, We all know Lucas uh, Lepre was, I think he didn't give up any points yeah. or whatever, something like that. So that's one thing. A monster. And then the other one I want to talk about is my man, Leandro Lowe. Uh, I think double gold, I think, for him, absolute in weight. And everyone has seen the photo uh, Instagram clip of his vicious toehold there in the finals oh, of the absolute, uh, <laughs> which looked absolutely uh, brutal. Hard to watch. But, hey, if you guys haven't seen that, that photo or that video, you have to look it up. You have to look up uh, Leandro Lowe 2017 Pan uh, Absolute Finals. And there um, was a big throw in, in the women's. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember? Tanya. I, uh, I think that's how you say her name. I, I follow her on Instagram. She's got really awesome jujitsu. Um, she, she's, you know, a heavyweight fighter going against a smaller opponent, and she, she got thrown, I think, Morote Seoi. Yeah, if you, if you, that's another one that you can search on Instagram because there's tons of clips of it oh, out there. Oh, yeah, it's out there. And it's, it's so impressive because, like Alex said, is when you see the, the size girl committed. between the she two committed. girls. She committed. Absolutely, beautifully executed throw. And it, the first time I saw it, I was, I was absolutely blown away. Um, and I watched it probably like 10 times the first time I saw it. And the girl that she's throwing, she's a beast, too. Yeah. Like, there's, she's got 
really, like I said, solid, solid jiu-jitsu. So it was awesome to see that. And so the other one there, I don't know if you had the opportunity <coughs> to watch um, Leandro Lowe's fight against Nicholas Marigali, I think his name yeah, is, the I, Alliance fighter. I actually, <laughs> being a tiny new baby to yeah. the whole jiu-jitsu scene, a year ago when we went out to Pans, he was training at Cabrino's um, at the Pans camp a week ahead of time. Okay. And, and last year we had the opportunity to go and do the same, and he was injured. So he was sitting on the side of the mats as we kind of came in from the airport, and he looked honestly to me like American enough so I kind of sat down next yeah. to him and I was like cool like what's up man oh, really? like, and uh, we were talking a little bit but apparently then he w he had like I said been injured and, yeah. and wasn't yeah. uh, training for the camp yet but he kind of like looked at me like <laughs> like who, who the why? hell are you and what like, are you like why saying? are you talking to me <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> I found out later that that's that guy and he's just Oh my gosh, got such impressive jiu-jitsu yeah. and like... Uh, yeah, I watched the match um, To go into his first twice. black belt tournament and, yeah. and do as well as he did is yeah. just so impressive. So it was really awesome. Yeah, I watched I watched the, the match twice and um, I, I heard there was controversy afterwards and I kind of agree. It almost looked like, like once Leandro Lowe was up, he had gotten a pass and then uh, and Nicholas recovered guard, and then after that, it seemed like Lowe, Leandro Lowe just completely let off the gas pedal and like was almost playing it safe more than, than trying to attack. And you could see that, that Nicholas was constantly trying to attack, move his base and everything like that, and it, that's how it ended. Um, but the, yeah, there was a little bit of controversy. So a few days later, it's still kind of out there in Twitter and on Facebook where, um, people are complaining about the way that uh, Leandro Lowe kind of finished that match out. Yeah, so, people don't like that. Yeah, I'm a huge Leandro Lowe fanboy, so I was like, hey, he can do no wrong, but yeah. um, I would have liked to seen him push the pace exactly. as well. Well, it's not, um, you know, it's not that that's a wrong thing to do necessarily, It's but it's always, the message is always to like be moving forward, yes. always mm -hmm. to be attacking or trying to sweep or whatever it is, but to be moving forward to a better position. So. The, I mean, it's very frowned upon. Any kind of those stall strategies are just not well-liked, obviously, because yeah. that's not what you're trying to get out of the athletes. And even if you lose battling, like, no, everybody will forgive you for that. But if you, if you, you know, <laughs> win doing that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people, <laughs> people, you It's know. a technique, but it's a technique that's, I'll use the term frowned upon. By Definitely. Yeah. But I was going to ask you about that. So just to hit on one, your 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 recent move, right, from blue belt to purple belt. Sure. Right? And then now immediately jumping in the competition at the pan level in the gi, and then you did your no gi competition also. Mm -hmm. So the good thing you just brought up is your, your approach to competition. So <clears throat> making that jump up a belt level, did you ever kind of consider – well, now I'm going to play more conservatively. So if I go up on points, I'm going to kind of dial it back. Whereas if I was, you know, still a blue belt, I was just going to step on the gas the entire time. Did you ever think about anything like that, or is it? I think that um, strategy is something that I haven't um, spent too much time thinking about. Mm -hmm. I think so much about executing. Um, different moves in my jiu-jitsu, but mm -hmm. I don't spend as much time thinking about how I'm going to control points or, or, or things like that. I think that those things should coincide with me being able to execute my jiu-jitsu game. So if I'm doing well, then then it's going to be reflected in the score. But um, 
it's something that I realized I definitely need to be aware of because okay. now the competition is way smarter mm -hmm. and it's something they're aware of. So uh, in my absolute match, I definitely saw a little bit of that. and. I can't oh, strategy. A and, bit and I can't mm -hmm. say anything negative about mm -hmm. my opponent because she was she was really really good. Mm -hmm. She had really solid jujitsu too. Um, but you know, like things like moving out of bounds to avoid takedowns and things like that, yeah. where it's like that's more strategy. And I hadn't previously thought about doing anything like right. that. I personally, I'm poor at executing that. Whenever I go out, I've gotten into this pretty good mindset of just kind of like playing my game mm -hmm. and and then also now uh and I don't want to get too off course here yeah. but but I feel I feel much more comfortable almost going right. into the competitions and 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 having that be the case it's like I'm just there focused on doing jujitsu do you think that do you think that strat that the fact that strategy exists as a part of that like if you think you're going to go out and your opponent is just going to go kind of ape shit balls to the wall you're like oh well I've got to be able to just kind of match that intensity and match that but if you go in there with a mindset saying hey this is going to be more strategic kind of battle I'm more you, you'd be more relaxed more kind of laid back I mean if somebody's going to go balls to the wall I'm going to let them run that out though like okay. I, I don't ever no, good point yeah I don't I don't try to match that because that's where I'm going to get myself flustered yeah. I go out and I just try to execute the things that I know how to do and if that works that's going to work and if it doesn't work then I need to work on my whole game but no. um no, I'm glad you say that because that, that's, oh, that's kind of like almost like a lead-in, right? Because you right. see that a lot. Or you've probably trained with people a lot that do that. They come out and they go that crazy Yeah, kind like of, that really and you're just rough like, and hard. Okay, I'm going to sit back and exactly like you said, kind of let that play out. You can't, you, can't keep up, you can't keep up that intensity. Right. It's just not possible. You're... You, you're you're gonna make yourself tired and make mistakes that you wouldn't normally make. Right. I mean, yeah. you're rushing. You're really, really rushing. I think that's like um, somebody letting their nerves get the best of them. No, that's a that's a great point, and that, and that's kind of why I wanted to hit on that, so that for anybody listening out there that say, hey, I've I've been in this situation before, where because everyone's probably been in the position in the situation where you have that that competitor or that that opposition that that comes at you with that approach where they're just all over the place and you've got to just kind of like you said You're hey just like what is this? yeah what is this but stick to your oh. your game plan and your your style right you know? I, I mean I definitely had a couple of situations where I felt like that was happening okay there was like a lot of charging forward and being very aggressive from my opponent which was great but then <laughs> we got to a point where like I was either I think both occasions I was in guard or um, there was one where they didn't pass guard, and so they kind of came back up and started over and ended up pulling to be on bottom. But in the second occasion... All right, that one time, I loved it. So that the match that yeah. you won in the finals, I was like, your opponent was literally trying to pass, trying to pass, trying to pass, couldn't pass, gave up, was like, pulled guard, and you immediately, boom, took her back and finished. And I was like, that's... And I think I typed it on Facebook, and I thought that was... Yeah. When I watched it, I was like, yeah, that's pretty awesome because you took completely took their, what should be their A game, if that's the position they're putting themselves in, and you completely just smashed right through it. So I was like, that that was the most impressive thing for me to watch during all those matches that I watched over the Well, weekend. I play like a whole lot of bottom game now, yeah. um, but I don't necessarily like it. Like, I just started doing that because I knew I had nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, <clears throat> I guess it's been like two years ago now. Pretty much since I've started at this gym, I've been 
working on that game, and I start every single role here from the bottom yeah. um, because I felt like that was the area where I I struggled more. No, that's awesome. And I mean, you so have to, you have to do that, right? To, now to I feel com I feel comfortable there. Like if somebody's on top trying to pass, trying to pass, trying to pass, trying to pass, I feel like I can sit on bottom and breathe and know um, some things to set up and, and sweeps that I have. I'll go there because I feel like my sweeps are maybe stronger than takedowns, yeah. and so I want to work that. <laughs> but so let's go back to your to your jump. Uh, in competition, from, you know, you're from blue belt to purple belt, and I ask sure. this because uh, a lot of times what I've seen is people get promoted and then they're, they're afraid to compete at the next level because right. they're like, oh, I'm not going to be ready for about two years or three years. So what, where, what were some other noticeable differences that you saw between blue belt and purple belt level, or did you just feel like, ah, eh, it's, I mean, I know you already mentioned strategy, but were there any other things that you felt like? were really different or that you might have not been immediately prepared for jumping up a belt level? Um, I mean, the, the jujitsu is better. The level is higher. People are allowing themselves. You know, sometimes when you roll, um, say you're rolling with like a white belt or mm -hmm. somebody fresh and, and they're doing stuff, but you're not expecting it because they don't even necessarily know yep. that that movement's there. Well, now it's not that anymore. It's more of this like fluid dance, which I like, that's the best part. Right, right. So I was looking forward to that jump. Um, but, I w you know, I was hoping that was the case. Mm -hmm. it, uh, when people start playing jujitsu, um, the, the whole game, then you can kind of start to expect their reactions to certain situations right, exactly. and, and yeah. respond. And so so um, I felt like at the end of Blue Belt, yeah, I, I was still, I was getting to that point. But now it's, it's, it's definitely to that point where people, everybody, everybody, no matter who you're going to get, doesn't matter what size mm -hmm. girl you're going to get, they're going to know jujitsu. And also that jump. Um, <clears throat> I feel like sometimes the longer you put things off, the more daunting they become. I had my promotion in November, right. and I hadn't competed since then. Okay. And so um, I did a sub submission-only tournament uh, the weekend before Pan Ams. Right. And so that left me like four days in between. Um, and that, going down, it was in North Carolina, the drive down, and I went down by myself. Mm -hmm. uh, none of the coaches could get off to come with me, and that was fine too. Because honestly, the last maybe three competitions, because of where they were and everything, I haven't had a coach, and that's okay. Right. Uh, it, it's something I want to do like lifetime, and I'm not always going to have a coach, so I got to so get just comfortable. Go out there. Yeah, yeah. And make so it happen. that was part of it too. I figured if I can go and do this by myself, like that's good. That only makes me a stronger competitor. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Um, so going down into that, I was I had a lot of nerves. There was like two hours out of the six or seven hour trip where I was just not loving it. <laughs> um, just because, y you know, it's like you're using energy to constantly refocus your mind. Just like, okay, but it's gonna be okay. Okay, but I know you're nervous, but it's gonna be okay. Like, yeah. you're gonna be fine. It's just jujitsu, like, you're, you're gonna be all right. You were already on that road, so you were. So, so yeah, what ended up happening at that sub only, this is great. Um, I went against this girl, um, Amanda Levy. Mm -hmm. She's um, she's awesome. Right. She she won like pans, nogi pans last year, nogi worlds last year. She I had no idea, you know, who she was though. Right. Just right. stepping in there in North Carolina, like, um, 
and I got her the first match, and she armbarred me in like the first two minutes. Right, I, I she saw that video. She did Kimura trapped armbar yeah. all over the internet. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty pretty famous <laughs> video out there. You guys, can, you guys can find that one too if you want to check it out. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, and you know, honestly, Topaz, that was from that spot that we had talked about. I was gonna try to grab across. There's no collar there to yeah. try to lean back and take her to X guard yeah. and. Um, as I, I was kind of fiddling around with the same side arm, and as soon as I like kind of reached across, she Kamora trapped me and rolled yeah. to an arm bar, and it was double elimination. So I had to go through every single other competitor, win my way back to the finals, only to be heel hooked by the same girl. But the fact is, you <laughs> you were in the other bracket and you did win your way all the way back up to the finals, which is awesome in itself. Oh, it was so, so mean, fun, and yeah. it was... Let's it, not, let's not you know, just gloss over that fact of it. Well, <laughs> it totally, and it shook my nerves. Like, I felt so calm before Pans after that experience. Yeah. And, awesome. Um, and I think it was kind of like a mixed bag of, like, higher-level blue belts and purple belts there. So mm -hmm. it was a really good experience. I'm glad I did that. And, uh, and I'm glad I didn't just wait for Pans. Had I waited for Pans, I think I would have put that extra pressure on myself right. to just, like... Your purple belt now, like do good here, but um, I just didn't feel any of that at all. Uh, I don't really have any expectation for myself, especially knowing that that was my first, you know, uh, gi tournament right. in a while too. I just wanted to see where I kind of stood. That's cool. That's cool. Actually, that was some of the stuff I did want to I did want to ask you about. But let's. I want to change the subject a little bit and sure. talk about some uh, national controversy. So bigger, bigger than than jiu-jitsu, we're talking high school wrestling. Did you follow the story of the, the transgender uh, individual in the state of Texas who was born a girl, identifies as a boy, so has been on hormones for the last two years, and yeah. then they wouldn't let her compete as a boy, so she had to compete against girls. Right, but they, she wants to compete against guys. She wanted to compete against boys, but the state said, you and are she, a girl she, on your birth certificate. But she identifies a, as, a, as a male. Yes. Right, so... Yes. so he, he yes. wants to be able to compete against the other boys, yes. thinks that he's there, um, is winning these tournaments against... Yeah, state champ, a, undefeated. Yeah, <laughs> against the females, but, but doesn't feel at all himself like he belongs in those divisions because he identifies as a male and has been making the adjustments accordingly. So... <laughs> what what do you want to ask me about so, but that? I'm asking how, I just wanted to hear what your opinion was. On that. So if you were in that position on the other side, right? So you're um, a top level competitor, mm -hmm. right? So now you have a, a a boy who or male who wants to compete with males, but the state says no, you cannot. Yet you've been on hormones for the last two years, essentially yeah. steroids for the last two years now, and you have to compete against the females, the women. Right. So how how would you, what do you think about it, that? I mean, that if that was if that were my opponent, I would you know certainly give it all I had yeah. and, and try to beat that person, um, <laughs> regardless <laughs> of who it was. Yeah. Like, but I um, mean, a lot of people actually did not want to take the matches against. Yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, you, if you're a high level <laughs> competitor, you should kind of be able to take matches against whoever. I feel like, especially if it's something like I don't know. Jiu-jitsu where you can tap out and you get in bad positions, you tap out. Right. I mean, if that person has respect for you, the same that you have for them, and you get into a bad spot, you should be able to stop it before yeah. it gets to the point where you're injured or anything like that. That's the beauty of this sport. Um, if it's in a wrestling situation, I, I feel like there's the, a lot of the same. Um, but I, I sympathize for that individual. I Absolutely. Think, I think that uh, that's a really tough spot um, to, to be in for the officials to make. I don't know. 
and I think I've, I've thought about this. I don't know exactly where they fit into where where somebody that is transgendered mm -hmm. fits into competition. Yes. Um, because because of that advantage, uh, but I don't think that that person that identifies as a male mm -hmm. that has been on hormones that is transitioning. I don't think that they should have to go against the girls if that's if no, I agree. If I that's that was my that's my stance as well. So. And if they're technical, and, and they, I think they have the opportunity to, to have significant matches against the guys. Yeah, like, no, I agree. I, and, I, I and, and they're asking for, if, especially if they're asking for the match. Right, well. like, like why? Yeah. I feel like that's holding them back if, if I, Yeah, no, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there, get your, get your, get your take on it, because we did talk about it for a while. There was one uh, for a while here. recently that surfaced about like a, a power lifter too, mm -hmm. that was, um, Oh, I Male saw that. Was, that, was, that actually, was that actually a real story? I thought so. I saw I it on like the overhead press. So I don't know if you read. The, I think it's called the overhead press. I think it's what it's called. It's actually a satire. Okay, uh, cool. CrossFit, like they're trying to make fun of like CrossFit people. So I, I was kind of glancing through, and I wasn't sure if it was a, a real story. I just read. I, read I just read like yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't like dig it, but, uh, but the same kind of like, yeah. scenario. Segway though, for those of you who don't read the overhead press. It is, it is, uh, if you do CrossFit, you may not want to read it. It may be offensive to you, <laughs> but for those people who have dabbled in CrossFit or don't like CrossFit or whatever your stance is, uh, this is a great, great, uh, uh, like Facebook website slash, you know, uh, satire, satire kind of website. Onion-esque Yeah, website. very much. Oh, but it's, today I think the article was about a guy who slipped on his uh, beard oil and <laughs> hit his head or something like that. I don't know. Did but you see the video Jason Goyer had posted the other day? And it's just like CrossFit it? fails. And it's just... Oh, uh, I didn't see that one. But I have... I So I was... It's pretty good. I will admit, I was a big CrossFit fan for a while. Um, and that was like all the rage. I have all the CrossFit shirts and hats and all that stuff. And... Uh, so I've seen a lot of the videos. I think they're they're absolutely hilarious. But anyway, uh, I'm, I'm I'm going down this rabbit hole here. I did have one last thing that I kind of wanted to catch up with you on, sure. and um, I wanted to check if you had any new sponsorship deals or any kind of super fight offers. Um, super fights are all the rage nowadays, and um, as you continue to to do well, and people are starting to see you more and more, I'm sure the the offers will start coming up. So how's that going for you? Uh, no new sponsorships, uh, although I will say that Lanky has expanded um, its brand. So now they do uh, standard kimonos too, which is kind of more of um, like a blank slate looking okay. gi for, for gyms to be able to put their own patches on and that kind of thing. They it's still more, haven't called me yet. More affordable. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> They're awesome. Uh, and, and, and they've been really supportive. Um, after I got back from PANS, I kind of talked to um, them about signing up for New York, and, and they were able to uh, help me with the registration and oh, everything, awesome. and, and for Gi and No Gi, which was great. That's really um, cool. And, and I think they recently added somebody else to their team, too, a younger competitor that is going to be um, participating in a fight to win. I was just looking in, into uh, him. In New Jersey or Philadelphia? I'm not sure which one. I think he's actually not from... I'm not sure. I'd okay. have to check. Actually, interestingly enough, I'm, I, I saw when I saw that on Facebook, I was like, oh, I'll put all my information in, and uh, just for fun, you know, just kind of playing around. Did you get a call? And then, no, I did not. Oh. But I did see yesterday on Facebook, uh, I was tagged in a post that they were looking for someone to fill in at 180 to 200 Purple Belt, which would have been that area. 
Oh, I did see that. But at this point, it's like, hey. They had tagged Nico in that, too. Yeah, yeah Nico I, was tagged like, there. And then Nico's I, a yeah, monster. And I was like, that would be perfect for him. The issue, though, is I was like, and I told them that when I initially um, filled out the paperwork. I said, Shogun is that weekend, and New York's that weekend. Yep. So I was like, for anyone in this area, it's almost impossible to sell tickets because all your teammates and all your friends are either going to be at Shogun There's or one? at uh, New York Open. There's one shortly after that. Philadelphia is the eight, the eighteenth, I think, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, it's two weekends after that. Oh, that'd be that'd be really dope. Yeah, he so is. it's just like uh, I applied for it. Um, okay. But the thing, the problem that I'm gonna run into having super fights is my weight and size. Um, most girls that they look for or that I've seen featured right. on these things are maybe like 135 or something like that. Okay. They're lighter than I am. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm big. <laughs> As a woman, just in general, like I'm just a larger female, so right. like it's ha- it's harder for me to find um, that kind of thing, and that's kind of why I started. Like I looked for that sub only tournament, yep. and, or somebody sent it to me, and I was like, why not? But um, somebody tagged me in, I think a Toro Cup the other day that they're looking for people That'd for be super dope. fights. So yeah, if you're listening out there, if you are a promoter or you want to create a league or you're thinking of some way to make some money, you need to create a league for 35 and over, right? Because yeah, you take for- these. You take these 41, 42-year-old guys, and then you say, hey, we're going to give you a super fight against this 22-year-old <laughs> you know, guy. Even though, yeah, you're both purple belts, got it, but there's still a huge difference. you know. And so maybe it's like one or two fights um, here and there, but it's really <laughs> difficult to do um, compare. <laughs> That's pretty funny. We just had a, a visit, so. She's like, I'm looking for something. Anyway, uh, and I'm not deleting this. We're actually just uh, shooting roll it as it. we go. Yeah, we just roll through, roll the punches here. Um, so he wants I, super fights for different people. So yeah, super fights for 35 and over, I think, would be awesome. Like not a whole. It doesn't have to be the entire card. Yeah. But you know, throw a couple bones out there for one or two of them. I'm or actually, for heavier women. Yeah. Or yeah. Right. So. My whole intent, right, as I kind of sit down and I look at doing more podcasts, is I don't necessarily want to find the Leandro Lowe's or the Hafa Mendez or the Buchecha or whoever or these guys. I don't – I want to find these – the normal people that are, that are like us, right, and get them exposure and talk about how they train, what they do outside of training, how they live, why they do jiu-jitsu, things of that nature because Joe Rogan – can have all those those big name guys. Um, You're so generous, though, Pat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because they're just they're all coming right through my door right now. They all want to do interviews. Yeah. It's they're like, all saying, "Hey, can look, I be on your podcast?" And I'm go like, ahead. Yeah. Be on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, yeah, That's because fine. I got a call the other day from some elite level black belt, so I wanted to be on my podcast. <laughs> right. See, so generous. Um, but yeah. Wait. So, I I had forgotten something. So. We talked briefly about Lanky and how they were kind of yes, growing. Yes, I'm sorry, I cut you off there. Yep. And that's that's awesome. So now their website is rollamonguscom okay. um, and they kind of featured the Lanky geese, the standard geese, um, and things are going awesome for them. Every time I check, it's like they're. Are they doing uh, apparel, clothing, and apparel? Yeah, they've got. I mean, they've got t-shirts and hats and stuff. Okay. And I think going into the summer season, they're going to have some new stuff come out. Um, and and that kind of deal and then they also have paired with uh show the art okay. if you're familiar with them yep. and they put on uh this finishers only tournament they need and to have 35 and over get the 35 and overs <laughs> in there and they uh i kind of talked to them uh saying that i'd be interested in doing one of those um a lot of my 
teammates on the yep. Linky Fight team, they, they participate in those. Uh, Sky, John Battle, and David Porter, they're yeah. really, yeah, really great. Yeah, I watch a lot of David Porter stuff, man. He's, he's I'll watch John, he's too, really because he's got really, really slick finishes sometimes. Awesome. Yeah, you, I think you'd like what he's putting down. But um, they're participating in them, and I talked to them about it, and that's what they said. They said that they're you know, having trouble finding a lot of women that want to participate in something like that. But yeah. uh, they're aiming to do it sometime this summer, and if they're able to, then then they're going to obviously let me know. Um, and I'm like, that's great. That's uh, cool. But at this point, I'm looking to participate. Or so what's what's the website again? Uh, rollamongus.com. Awesome. So check it out, rollamongus.com, if you want. This is actually a free plug for them because I have Alex here. That's her. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, check out their website. Uh, check out the gear. Yeah, yeah. Follow, give Lanky, Lanky Fight Gear a follow. Give you know standard kimonos a follow. They got good stuff going on, guys. Awesome for sure. Awesome. So before we close out, let's talk about uh, quick question for you. So what are your long term goals? Sure. And what motivates you towards accomplishing those goals? Ooh. Okay. Long term goals. I want to be able to do jujitsu every day. Awesome. I want it to be what I you know my yeah. job. Um, I want to be able to hopefully. I, I guess I wouldn't limit my program to kids, but yep. I feel like I want to follow JP around and maybe <laughs> yeah. be a part of uh, whatever kids program he's building. I like working with those little monsters. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, uh, even if they don't necessarily like me. Uh, and <laughs> they don't have to like you. Right? <laughs> They'll respect me. They, yeah, that's it. That's all. <laughs> you know, the other day, this is just a quick story, sorry. No, absolutely. The other day... Um, we do. We split the classes now between the younger and older kids, and I help run the younger kids program. And so the little kids were in the red room here, which uh -huh. is kind of one of our more closed-off rooms, and they were running around on the mats, which they're not supposed to be doing before class starts. They sit on these little dots. Uh, so I walked out of the bathroom. It's the first day I've been back since PANS. Yeah. And uh, I make eye contact with one of them, and I walk up to the door, and I look in there, and they're all still running around, but they've seen me. So I go over to the other mat, and I grab some of the dots. Somebody forgot to put them in the little kid's room. And by the time I walk back to put the dots down on the mat, yeah. they're all in push-up position. Yeah. Perfect. They, yeah, they, I think they fear you. They That's know. What that sounds. It sounds like fear, if you ask me. Yeah, well, a <laughs> little, little fear is good sometimes. You know, and they don't – sometimes <laughs> it's not at that moment that children r realize – like whether it's a lesson or, or that they're learning something, right? It's later on in another scenario, another situation, and they reflect back upon something, and they're like, you know what? I didn't like teacher so-and-so when I was in first grade, but the message she was... Yeah, they're not, they're like, not, I don't think they're going to like me, and that's fine with me, um, yeah, because they're, they're going to, whether they like it or not, they're going to learn jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I mean they, they so like it. We that. we put a bunch of <laughs> we put a bunch of games in there. They they enjoy those parts. They're friendly with me after class, yep. but during class it's like I, it's game time. And so my goals are to eventually be able to do you know do this as my livelihood. Uh, and and the way to get there is I think just to kind of stay the course. Yep. Pans was perfect. Um, you know I had success in my division and I lost an absolute. That was great for me. Figured out what I need to work on. Uh, I love figuring out what I need to work on. I think sometimes the losses are more important than the victories. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, and I look forward to you know putting myself in bad spots. For the entire month leading up to Pans, I got my ass kicked every single day here, yeah. and I hated it. 
but I loved I it so much. I don't have a competition much. coming up, but I get my ass kicked every day. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so I, I don't know, I, I don't I know was, what you mean by that. <laughs> I was picking the rules. I was picking the rules. Um, yeah. And I was putting really, really hard uh, lineups every yeah. single day for, yeah. the, for the month leading awesome. up. And, and that just paid off in tenfold. There was not a spot that I got in that, you know, <laughs> no matter how bad it sucked with those girls, it sucks way worse with some of our guys. Yeah. And, and, and that's... Like, I, I've been here before. I've been I love being crushed. Yeah. It, it, it's a weird thing, but you got to appreciate both sides of it. Sometimes it's okay to be on top, but I, I think we take away more from when we're in those bad spots yeah. and, and then we're able to, you know, get through them and recover. So I'm just going to stay the path and keep trying to compete and, and just keep trying to build the game. And so, uh, and I, also, I, know, yeah. I, was well, I, I wanted to hit on that point that you just made because, and I, I'm not trying to drag this out or anything. Sure. But for for people out there that are training at and i'm not trying to knock anyone else's training but if you're training at a smaller academy or if you're training at smaller classes where you don't have a lot of people to put that pressure on you you truly do not recognize what you're missing by not being put in those positions so there was a point where this the the academy we're at now was a lot smaller than it is now yeah. and to say that there were uh, there were not a lot of people that were putting myself and a few of the other guys in those positions was really a detriment to our advancement. So once we kind of got to the level where we're at now, or, you know, maybe a couple months ago, um, I recognized that a lot of the holes in my, my game were from not being put in those, those pressure positions on bottom. Right. Because you were always on top, just doing whatever the hell right. you wanted. And that's why you gotta, you gotta kind of force yourself to start Absolutely. in those bad spots to, to build them. Yeah. And then, and then you get to the point like, if you watch my first matches ever, I'm always, always, always on top. Yeah. I never played bottom, ever. Um, two years later, I start almost every single match on bottom. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't put yourself in that spot, you're never going to learn. Yeah. Um, so, two more things that I just want to say. We're kind of in um, ground control here. We're kind of like a little anomaly. We're in a really good spot mm -hmm. uh, for growth right now. We are... We're producing a lot of really good competitors, um, and I think that's a result of us having good jujitsu taught to us. Yep, and I, then, no, I definitely agree. And then us being able to push each other and give each other the individualized attention that you wouldn't get out of a larger academy. So, like, for example, Mason JP and I going out to PANS, everybody's aware of it. There's a whole day of us just getting our butt kicked, going yep. through a gauntlet. That's, that's, I mean, it's not, <laughs> not necessarily fun when you're in it, <laughs> but that, that kind of stuff is, is not something that I think you'd necessarily get at another academy. Yeah. Also, we have consistent teachers. You're gonna yeah. get the same person. I mean, I'm not trying to pitch our gym. I'm just saying that we're like in a good position for growth right now, right. Uh, as far as like moving individuals, jujitsu game forward. And then my final thing was, you asked what my goal in jiu-jitsu was. Yes. So, so long term, yeah, I would love to make this my livelihood. Um, my personal goal and the thing that I'm working towards is, and I was talking with Ryan Mason about this when we were out on pans, you know, we had our day off. I just want to make like really beautiful jiu-jitsu. Yeah. This is truly an art in my eyes. And so I get all of these pieces, you know, from all of these different people. JP gives us tools, you know, like you learn from your training partners. I just want to be able to put it together in such a way that even people that maybe I can't beat 
but even like other eventually other high level black belts would be able to look at it and be like that's nice you yeah. know that's nice no, jujitsu that's the way you put those movements together it's like that's Hoffa. it's like Hafa Mendes they're like that's beautiful jujitsu that's all I want to do is make beautiful jujitsu yeah. and whatever that style is to me I want it to like come forward so that's yeah. all I'm ever working to do is like eventually piece that together and, and you know make something nice yeah no that's awesome do you uh, before I go into my last my last bit here do you already have an idea in mind a concept as far as a school concept like name oh no kind of nothing like that no no uh just curious i mean you know that that's one of your goals out there so i was thinking do you have something in mind already of what you want it to look like what you think the concept would be or something like that yeah no um just something you should start thinking about it i mean yeah, especially I guess, like you know <laughs> facebook instagram all that stuff you can start already kind of posturing for that you know, and start putting that, your name with I know, I just branding. feel like once it gets to that point, like, JP's going to be like, get out, Alex. Like, you have to leave now. Like, and I'm going to be like, no, no, I don't want to. Yeah, like, yeah. No, you're right. And, 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 yeah, and I know JP sees that. He sees um, the expansion, right? Because we've, we've talked about it kind of on the side of, hey, there comes a point where we need to, to like you said, push people out and start to expand. Which yeah, I'm on the same kind of a train as you are, you know, where although my, my angle's a little bit different, um, I'd like to see, um, I'd like to be able to provide something back from military and law enforcement. Mm -hmm. So I still love, I mean, I absolutely love the competition aspect of it, the sport aspect of it. I absolutely love it. But I'd also like to incorporate that, that I, we call it combatives in the military, but that combatives aspect to it and, and allow people to to train what they don't have time to think about their training when shit hits the fan. Right, that you makes know, sense. There's no time to think, is this a, a, a you know, a gable grip or what, what am I doing here? It's like, <laughs> it's too late, dude, you you know. Done. So that's another rabbit hole for another day. But to close out, one last thing for you. Sure. Um, New York Open's coming up, right? Yep. So we've got quite a few people going up there to compete mm -hmm. um, uh, across the academies. What would you say for a piece of advice for those people planning to compete and um, some tips that you would have for them, whether it's uh, preparation, food-wise, I don't know, stretching-wise, last training before they head out, what, what's a little bit of advice you'd have for them? Cool, so my procedure for getting ready for a competition that I found works for me, and it's gonna be different for everybody, um, but I'd like to stop at least a day ahead. I'd like to give myself an entire day off before I compete. Okay. Um, last time I gave myself a, like maybe three because I had just competed. But um, give yourself a day off at least, rest, um, maybe salt bath, let yourself, <laughs> let yourself <laughs> focus <toes>. on it. <laughs> um, for, for the people that are maybe competing for the first or second time, visualize it allow yourself to get your heart rate up think about yourself in the match in the moment and then just kind of like conquer that um, be able to calm yourself down tell yourself it's just jujitsu think about the movements that you're going to do um, make sure that you are close enough to wait or like that you're able to eat something the day of oh, that's got to be a big one or that you have the, the ability to drink things i think that's so helpful uh -huh. um like I actually adjusted my weight class for that. Yeah. Um, you know, keep your things. I like to do everything per my usual routine, like uh, as close as I can. Mm -hmm. um, 
get there early enough that you don't feel rushed. And then um, what helps me is not to think about the result of the event, is just to think about executing my technique, focus on the things that we know, show good jujitsu, show yep. your good technique, don't worry about what they're doing, what your opponent's going to do, what the outcome may be. Those are all really negative things that can kind of seep into your mind while right. you're getting ready to go out there. But instead, focus on the things that you know you can do and, and focus on, you know, imagine yourself executing those things over and over again. I'm gonna execute this, execute this. And I, I find that even if you say, say you're able to hit one sweep that you had been focusing on the whole time, right. you're gonna feel like that's so rewarding. No, absolutely. E even if, I, no, even if, no matter what the outcome is. Mm -hmm. And then also while you're competing in the moment of the match, Say you're in a position where it feels like you're losing the whole time, mm -hmm. like playing off your back and they're trying to pass your guard. A lot of the time that feels like losing. Yep. If they're not passing your guard, you're winning. Yeah. You know, so don't let yourself get negative while you're competing. That's the easiest time to like just give up is in the moment. So right. just stay positive and try to do the things you know how to do. That's my advice. That's awesome. In a, in so, a nutshell. Hey, for all you guys competing uh, in New York, I think it's April 8th. Mm -hmm. uh, good luck. Correct. Um, yep. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be screaming at you guys. You oh, know, God. That yeah. I have a... That's her coaching <laughs> coaching mode on, on full blast. I can't turn it off. It's really awful. <laughs> so good luck. <laughs> um, you got a, a, a little bit a little bit of time left to kind of uh, sharpen your, your skills going in. But, but most of all, have fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. Relax. Try your best. And try your best. <laughs> try Absolutely. your best to relax and have um, fun. Relax, have fun, enjoy it. Enjoy being out with the team. Enjoy doing something that you, you either already love or will grow to love. Or enjoy being out of your comfort zone. Yeah. That's growth, people. Like, that is growth. If yeah. you put yourself in situations where you're out of your comfort zone on a daily, you're going to grow as a human. That's Absolutely. good for us. People hate that. But it is so good for people to be outside of their outside of their comfort zone. So true, indeed. Enjoy that. Well, Alex, thank you for coming on again. Thank you for your time. Um, congratulations on your recent accomplishments and many more to come. Yeah, uh, thanks very much. I'm sure. Thank you for being a, an awesome training partner as well. Ah, you uh, too, man. Because <laughs> it's, it's great. It's like you were saying earlier, just having people around to train with and. And to challenge you, you know, regularly is awesome. I mean, I like to go out to open match and train, but the fact that we have it here yeah. within our own academy uh, is is incredible. And it's it's an opportunity that some people actually don't have. Right. So thank you for that. Um, any final parting words? Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> final parting words. Uh I'm just really pumped right now. We're about to go do the seminar. Uh, yes, yes. I, I, guess I, I guess I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. Uh, we, we have uh, Fabio Grigel here in the academy today, uh, and then we'll have Lucas uh, Lepre and Tiago Rocha here today yeah, just as well. Spoiled. Just awesome. jujitsu spoiled awesome. right we're, now. We're going to do two days of seminar, so it's going to be uh, incredible. Uh, it's going to be awesome. A lot to learn, you know, a lot of photos, a lot of videos, and trying to remember. Uh, what we learn, but just to be in the environment is what what I want, um, and I, I'm I'm super excited. So that's why I'm wrapping up so I can go get my gi on. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> and, and drink some water. So hey, thank you guys for tuning in today. Yeah, uh, we'll see you next week. Until then, keep grinding.